You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and I am so excited, not only for this episode, because it's our 99th episode and we're one away from 100 episodes, but I am so, so excited for next week, which is our 100th episode. And for those of you who did not know or do not know yet, uh, we're doing our 100th episode live at the Green Room 42. So come check us out. It's going to be on Monday at 930 at the Green Room 42. We're going to be talking to Broadway stars and we're going to have performances from those Broadway stars as well. We're having a little podcast cabaret and I could not be more excited. We have an incredible night planned. If you are interested in coming to that, go check out the link in our social media bios. You go to the Green Room 42 website and then search Take a Bow at the Green Room 42 website. And then it's going to be Monday at 930. Please, please, please come check us out. You'll be able to hang out with all of these wonderful performers that are going to be there. Uh, Sierra Renee, we have Presley Ryan, we have JJ Neiman, we have Max Von Essen, and we have Anthony Rosenthal, as well as myself and many, many others. Uh, previous Take a Bow guests that are going to be popping in and out, that are going to be in the audience. It's going to be amazing. I could not be more excited. Anyways, let's move on and let's focus on episode 99, shall we? Because this week's episode, I'm very excited about because I saw Suffs and I told you all what I thought about Suffs when I saw it at the public theater right before it closed down due to COVID. Um, I saw it and I fell in love with the show. I fell in love with a particular performance and I'm so excited that I was able to get that performer. So we have Hannah Cruz on the podcast this week who plays Rusa in Suffs at the Public Theater right now. And um, she was on the Hamilton tour. She was on the Legally Blonde tour. She was on Bullets Over Broadway tour. So she's she's done a bunch of stuff. She got discovered online. Funny enough, we'll get into that story. It's a great episode. We have so much going on. But first, as always, let's talk about some Broadway news, shall we? As per last episode, I mentioned that I was going to the opening night of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was awesome. It lived up to all of its hype. I saw it when it was on Broadway originally, and I fell in love with it. And now, uh, now that it's reopened on Broadway, I fell in love with it again. And the work that the performers are putting into it, Elizabeth Teeter, who was a take about a friend of the pod, she was on the uh, podcast before she was in a couple of ep- uh, she was in an earlier episode, uh, was fantastic. She's really, really going to go into the role. I'm so excited uh, to continue to watch her grow as Lydia in Beetlejuice and everyone. I mean, Alex Brightman is just ridiculous. It was fun because I was there with the Broadway Podcast Network, which is the network that uh, Take a Bow is with. Um, and we were able to, to get some 
incredible content for the network and for Take a Bow. Um, we did not do any red carpet stuff, but we talked to uh, audience members after the shows and just listening to what audience members had to say about how Beetlejuice has affected them and how much joy it's brought them and got them through pandemic and everything like that. It was it was just incredible to hear. And, and it added to such an incredible experience watching the show uh, to, to hear the feedback after the show and just what other people thought and how it, how the, what the show means and what the story means and how they can relate to literally every single character in the show. Like it was great stuff. And I can't wait to, to push out that content very, very, very soon. I mean, welcome back to Broadway Beetlejuice. We're so glad to have you back. Uh, Alex Brightman did a great little speech, did a wonderful job with it. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a great night. And, uh, if you didn't know, Beetlejuice is back on Broadway at the Marriott Marquis Theater. So check it out while you can. Uh, happy opening. Speaking of openings to the Little Prince, who, which opened this week and American Buffalo that opens tonight, Thursday. If you're listening to this, the day that it releases, uh, very excited for both of those shows. I'm going to American Buffalo. So excited for it. Can't wait to see the opening. I'll have a review, uh, on TikTok, uh, tomorrow night or, or tonight. Um, when you, when you folks are listening to this, um, so keep an eye out for that, or I'll have a full review on the podcast next week. So stay tuned for that. That cast is ridiculous. Um, don't know much about the story, so I'm very, very excited to to go see it and to go uh, witness this story for the first time. I know it's going to be amazing with the cast like that. Moving on, speaking of casts, Moulin Rouge announced their new leads for their new cast that, uh, of leads that they're going to be bringing in. I'm so excited. Uh, there was some speculation in, in the Broadway um, world that... It was going to be Derek Klena taking over, and then it was like Derek Klena and Vanessa Hudgens, and then like I was going crazy and I was losing my mind, and I was like, just take all my money, I'll go see every show. Um, but it was announced, uh, it was officially announced that Derek Klena was in fact going to be uh in the show, which was awesome. I'm so excited for that. He's going to be taking over Aaron Tveit. Um, and then of course, Ashley Loren is going to be uh, coming in to play Satine. Very excited for that. And then other leads uh, coming in include Declan Bennett and Caleb Marshall Villarreal. So they will be leading Moulin Rouge. So excited for that. Can't wait to see this new cast. Can't wait to see what they do uh, to the show and kind of how they differ um, to the current cast and everything like that very excited i actually haven't even seen um eric who came eric anderson who came in for danny burstein um so i'm going to be seeing a full new cast when when they all come in and i'm so so excited for that and then of course we can see take a bow friends julius rubio and fred odgard so can't go wrong um anyways this week COVID hit Broadway pretty rough. Uh, a lot of shows were struggling. A lot of shows were su- struggling to stay open. Um, Book of Mormon had like 17 swings on or 11 swings on. It was like some inc- crazy number. Uh, JJ Neiman had posted that on his Instagram. Um, and then it was, uh, and, and then a couple of shows actually had to close. So Plaza Suite um, had to close. That's returning today. A Strange Loop had to, push back their first performance um and that's going to be resuming today suffs had to push back their first performance as well however that resumed this week already um and then paradise square is going to be returning on sunday 
uh, craziness. A lot to keep track of uh, craziness stuff going on. And then just yesterday on Wednesday, uh, Barry Manilow had announced that he's actually going to have to sit out the opening of his show, Harmony, which is a new musical that's coming to Broadway. Uh, it's doing a production here in New York and then at like a smaller theater and then making its way uh, to to the Broadway. Um, can't wait for that. But it was crazy to, to see what Barry Manilow had to say. He said um, he came out with a statement and said, I am heartbroken to say that I have just tested positive for COVID-19 and won't be able to attend tonight's opening night performance of my new musical, Harmony. This just might be the cruelest thing that has ever happened to me. 25 years waiting for this show to premiere in New York, and I can't even attend. Even in the face of the pandemic, we New Yorkers remain the toughest, staunchest people on the planet. So put on a mask and go see a show. I thought that was just a, a incredible little statement there. Anyways, we'll move on. Pamela Anderson made her Broadway debut in Chicago this week. The photos looked great. She looked great in it. Um, the little videos and clips that I've seen, awesome. I'm curious. It actually raised the question for me of, I wonder if that show has given the most amount of Broadway debuts out. Because, I mean, granted, it's one of the longest shows running on Broadway, but it's like, it seems like every month they have a new celebrity making their Broadway debut. It's crazy. Um, I would love to know if that's like a actual fun stat or not. <laughs> okay, so next, uh, we're actually going to be talking a little sad, for me at least. Um, Andre DeShields, currently playing Hermes, originated it in Hadestown. Um, he is set to depart from the award-winning production on May 29th. I'm so sad about this because I feel like it's just the beginning of uh, the departures from all the original cast. Uh, the leads, of course, because I know a, a, a lot of the original cast and the original ensemble have actually left already. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if his departure is the beginning of Eva and Reeve or Patrick Page. Granted, he took a little leave. Amber's already gone. So it'll be interesting to see this end of an era for Hadestown for sure. He was amazing. I'm going to be completely honest. I have no clue who they're going to bring in for Hermes. Um, It's going to be interesting to see who they bring in. And then, of course, watching the performance with someone else. Um, nonetheless, I'm sure they will be amazing. Um, and in happier casting news, Skylar Aston is going to be taking over Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors starting on May 15th. I'm so excited for that. Big Skylar Aston fan. Uh, would love to have him on the podcast while he's in New York doing shows. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see it. And uh, I've seen Little Shop like three times already. And I'm 100% going back because... It's worth seeing it that many times and seeing him in it, I think is just going to be fantastic. Um, seriously, so excited for that. Um, so as I cry about Andre DeShields, I can remember that Skylar Aston will be up here playing Seymour and um, it balances out, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> all right. So that's all the news I have for you folks this week. I do have a drama dictionary word of the week. So let's turn it over to that. This week's Drama Dictionary Word of the Week is going to be dark. So we would use it in a sentence such as, oh, on Mondays, we are dark. So that means like we have no scheduled performances. There's no performance going on. It would mean like the theater's closed or like we're shutting down for the day. 
like that's our day off almost is when when we're dark so we're dark sunday nights uh if we have like one show at three o'clock on sundays and then we have we're also dark on monday and actually in the theater world that has more of a positive connotation to it because we're like oh great yes we're dark this day this is our day off this is when we can plan to to relax or have a night to ourselves or or be able to like hang out with friends or whatever it is so when you hear a show is dark or you hear that my theater's dark or something like that it's not a bad thing it's a great thing and uh like for all of these shows that are experiencing obstacles with covid um they can say oh we're dark for the next week so you may be hearing that word a lot right now and uh you may not completely understand what that means like oh are they like shutting down for a week or and essentially yes but it's a good thing um in in the in a performer's eye that's what dark means hope that helps i've been seeing it a lot lately just in articles that i've been reading and talking to friends and everything like that um and i was like oh i wonder if if the people listening happen to know what that means if if they're hearing that um and they're seeing that in the articles so just wanted to bring that to y'all's attention and uh there you go it's pretty simple let's turn it over to our incredible interview this is a great interview we have so many fun conversations not only about her career but also the industry itself we have a very thought-provoking chat and i really think that a lot of you will enjoy it so without further ado let's turn it over to hannah cruz hannah cruz curtain up This week's guest is currently starring in Suffs at the Public Theater. She has been in two national tours, including Hamilton and Bullets Over Broadway. Everyone, welcome to the show, the incredibly talented Hannah Cruz. Hi. Hello. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. Um, I want to, the way I usually like to start my interviews, I guess, is asking my guests, you know, how they kind of got involved in, in the entertainment industry and what inspired them to, to tell stories, you know, in the first place. Yeah, I, um, I was always like a really excitable child. Um, and (laughs) I, my parents put me into like every sport imaginable, just trying to like do something with all of my energy. And, uh, I, wasn't like great at them and I also just would get so upset uh and just like Mm. be on the free throw line and crying um because just the drama of it all I just couldn't stand it and so they were like okay well maybe not sports maybe musicals let's try that so Mm. um I quickly became very obsessed it was like all I cared about I had like understudy slips uh, taped all on my door front and back and just like <laughs> posters all over my room, which uh, wow. is funny now because some of my best friends now are people whose signatures I had on my wall as a child, which I think is really wild. Um, right. So yeah. And it just, I, once I started doing it, it became clear quite quickly to me that like it was what I wanted to do with my life. And it was never, there was never really any question in my mind. I was never going to do anything else. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
so yeah, I, I feel uh, very lucky that like my career path in life was very clear to me because I know a lot of people who that journey takes them a lot longer and I know how frustrating it can be to not know what you want to do. And so I, totally. I consider myself lucky to have always kind of known. Yeah, for sure. So, so how did you end up getting started? Like, where did you first do your first show? Like, what was it? Talk to me about like all of that. Like professionally or just like in life? Like, so you said, like, your parents kind of put you into musicals and stuff yeah. like that. Like, what was that? What was that like? Um, I think the first one that I did, like, auditioned for in middle school was mm-hmm. Susical. And, yes. um, oh, no, actually not to go. It was Charlie Brown. I forgot. It was Charlie Brown, then Susical. Yes. But it was Charlie Brown. And it was in middle school. So, you know, they, like, add a lot of parts totally. so everyone can be involved. And so yep. I was the little redheaded girl that Charlie Brown had a crush on. And they put me in this like party city, horrible red wig. I had my braces. Oh, my and I just goodness. sat on the side of the stage the entire show. And I didn't say a word. <laughs> I just sat there and <laughs> was there for Charlie Brown to have a crush on. It was great. And I was like, I'm hooked after that. <laughs> yes. They're cheering for me, I swear. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so then when did Mama Rose come okay. in to the scene? Because I know that was in high school, right? Yeah. So that was my senior year. Uh, I think that year we had been taken on a field trip to go see Gypsy and with Patti LuPone. And I remember exactly where I was sitting in the St. James Theater. And I remember watching her do Rose's turn and and being like more inspired in a grounded way than ever before because I was like oh I didn't know that like you could do that on stage I knew you could like sparkle Mm. and like smile and do all but I didn't know you could like transcend this like it was it was wild to me and it was a feeling that I then tried to emulate when I played the role in high school after uh, we saw it and it's just like this strange I watched those videos back and they're like, God, 11, 12 years old now. Um, and I don't really remember doing the show because there's like this strange threshold you kind of cross over that I don't remember doing that show at all. And there are mm-hmm. certain roles that I don't remember a lot of my time on stage because it's like kind of this weird crossing over thing that happens. And it's a feeling I've been chasing ever since. Um, sure. It's like the best part of acting for me. It's like a strange high. It, it's 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 really amazing. So yeah, that that was the first time I like caught that feeling, and and I've truly been chasing it ever since. So would you say that like that was the one that was like, oh yeah, this is the performance that I know that this is literally what I'm doing for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No doubt. Amazing. Yeah. And thank God, whoever, you had that video. So talk to me about, like, how you got discovered. Yeah, so we filmed, like, all of our productions. I have videos of, like, every show. And um, they really went all out. I forget the kid who used to do it, but he got, like, multiple angles and, like, all this. It was really cool. Um, And so I I would put all the videos on YouTube all the time. And I had, like, a small following Mm -hmm. at the time, thanks to uh, Andrew Keenan-Bolger, because... I was obsessed with all those Michigan kids, that class of Michigan kids. Hilarious. And he had found like another video of me doing Charlie Brown. And another time I did Charlie Brown into that show twice. And um, oh my God. he kind of got like 
that to go like teeny tiny viral. And then the Mama Rose thing happened and like kind of overnight, um, it was like tens of thousands of views. I think like in today's viral standards, it's very low. It's like maybe 50. Right. But in like 2009, 10 viral standards, that was like a lot. And yeah. So then like Playbill did an article about me and, um, and then Joy doing casting, which no longer exists, but Joy is wonderful. They reached out to me and asked me to audition for the Legally Blonde tour because of the video. Oh. And so I've actually done three tours. So I oh my God. went and auditioned for the Legally Blonde tour and got it and then did that instead of going. I was supposed to go to Ithaca College, but um, I deferred and instead went on tour. Aaron. And then booked and busy. <laughs> and then just kept going. I was going to go back to college, but I talked to my director at the time, Mark Bruni, who directed Legally Blonde. Oh, no. What? Do you know Mark? Oh, my God. I love Mark. Yes. I just did. I, well, not just did. Uh, I did Trevor with him in Chicago. Oh, my God. Mark is. He was like my first professional director. He directed that tour. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. And I was like, what do I do? Do I go to college? Do I move to New York? And he was like, I mean, move to New York. And so I did. And I've been yeah. here. Ever since 2011, I moved here. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. I love yeah. that. Okay. Mark Booney. Come on, King. He knew talent when he <laughs> saw it. Come on. Um, I love that. So, yeah. It's just like, did you know that Andrew Keenan Bolger was like, kind of gonna like post about it like could you have ever dreamed that like you at your professional theater like at like a high school theater would like just like lead to so many opportunities no I didn't it was like it was an actual dream come true for like little 17 year old Hannah she like that was all I wanted um to be like written up by Playbill and have all these people that (laughs) I admired like because like I'm an actor I need validation I need it um and to receive that from people that I admired was like okay like I am good okay good right because sometimes you can feel like you're absolutely insane um (laughs) in in believing in yourself and so you need the validation of others to like let you know one that you're real and two that you're doing something that's not just like (laughs) completely narcissistic and only about yourself um so yeah I, I didn't I don't know if I expected it and I didn't I didn't yeah, I didn't expect it, but I I felt proud of it and it wasn't like it didn't feel undeserved because I did work really hard. For sure. Yeah. So so talk to me about 
tour life then? I mean, you're you're very familiar with it. Yeah. I didn't realize you were in three tours. It's amazing. Um, yeah. What what is that like? And now that you're doing like a show here in New York, that's kind of just like stationed. Talk to me about like the differences too. Yeah, like- I love. This is my first time. Like, other than I think I've done a couple of nymph shows. Um, mm-hmm. So those are like really quick sit downs. I don't consider those right. like working in New York, but I. I really enjoy, first of all, like my favorite thing in the entire world is my apartment. I don't, (laughs) I never leave here. I don't leave. So yeah, the fact that like I get to come back here every night after work (laughs) is very nice to me. Um, I hate hotels. I hate them. Mm. So I like my own space. So working in New York thus far has been great. My commute is not my favorite, but that's fine. But touring Mm. is just, I don't dislike it. Once you figure it out, it's great. My first couple years of tour, or my first year, uh, Legally Blonde was difficult. One, because the schedule was insane. We were in a mm-hmm. different, because it was second national, it was non-equity. We were in a different city uh... every, like basically every single day. I think we played over 280 cities. Oh my God. Yeah, insane. And um, like no layoffs or anything like that. It was really, it was, that was a wild schedule. Um did you say 280 cities in like a six month contract? I think it was or nine like... months. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Maybe it was a full year. Interesting. That's wild. It was a. It was a... just nonstop. I have like the list of cities somewhere and the list of miles traveled, and I think we bust like every <laughs> single time. And so, no. Yeah. And I think we would drive into matinees, but I was 18 at the time, so I was like, "This is amazing." I was tired, but. <laughs> I thought it was amazing making $500. I was like, (laughs) I was a child. That's the only way to do one of those tours is to be a child. And Mm -hmm. um, so, and we had to live in hotels. We didn't have an option. And so then when I did Bullets Over Broadway, they give you an option. You could find your own Airbnb with your per diem or stay in a hotel. And Airbnbs changed the game for me. Um, Bullets was a great schedule because it was first national. So like we had sit downs and we went to great cities um, and I figured Amazing. out like how to live, like how to get an Airbnb, make it a home, go grocery shopping, not have to eat. I don't really enjoy eating out unless it's like a special thing because um, mm-hmm. it just stresses me out to eat out. And so cooking for myself and like having some semblance of a life outside of the show, I did really enjoy like seeing cities. I would go to botanical gardens in every city I went to because I love oh, flowers. Wow. And yeah. I didn't do that much, as much on Hamilton just because the self-care on Hamilton was so much more work than Bullets. So I didn't do anything really, which um, was kind of sad because we went to some really cool places. But um, yeah, it's just finding the balance of like work and social life that is really difficult in this career in general because um, our work takes up so much of our life. Um, right. So it's about finding that balance that makes tour life bearable, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. It's fascinating that you that like Airbnbs was like changed the game for you. Cause I figured you would have been like that yeah, I figured you would have been like, Oh, I love hotels. That's why I do tours, you know, <laughs> three tours. I'm used to it. Oh, oh my no. god. That's hilarious. I, I there's something about them, unless they're like I have very expensive taste, That's, which is yeah. not great for no. me. <laughs> but Unless it's like a really nice hotel, I don't yeah. want to be there because I don't know the non-descriptiveness of it all. I right. don't like. 
I don't like chains and like not understanding where I am. Yeah. And I don't like not having a kitchen. Mm -hmm. I need a kitchen to like feel like a person. I need to make my own coffee in the morning and like do all that. My boyfriend is, uh, he's Hamilton on the tour that I was on. He's still on the tour. And so when I'm not working, Right now it's difficult, but before stuff started, I was visiting him all the time and he loves staying oh. in hotels. And so it's just like finding that. Oh my God. I don't, he, he like really likes it. I don't. So when I come out, he tries to get a place with a kitchen at least. How would that work? Like when you're on, well, on tour, like would you guys like share an Airbnb or would you guys like, like. Well, we weren't together when we were doing the show. Oh, wow. So we didn't get together until after. Wow. Um, Keeping it like professional. After- Yes, of course. <laughs> no show, man. <mantis. laughs> um, but we, you know, we connected so much doing the show, and uh, there's he was like one of the best. He is the best scene partner I've ever had, and oh. so like building that intimacy before building our relationship, I think was super important to uh, create like this spot, the strong, very strong foundation that we have now. So I'm really grateful we got to do the show together, um, and I think the way our path worked out was was the perfect the perfect way because we're super solid now that's awesome yeah so how when did you get off that tour i left hamilton uh september 2019 i believe Uh uh-huh good timing yes i know (laughs) great good call i it's actually wild to me how it all it's because i left and i was like you know what i need a break i need a break from the business and the universe really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying COVID was my fault. It was not my fault. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, li- I left the tour. I like shaved my head. <laughs> I was like, I need wow. a break. <laughs> I went to Puerto Rico and like hid for a while. And then I went and visited the tour out in my, they were in Miami. I went mm-hmm. and visited just to, to like to see everybody because I missed them. And then I left Miami and the whole world shut down right after that. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's wild. Good on you, though, for, like, because, I mean, it's it's a scary, like, feeling, you know, just, like, what do I do? I'm done, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's good on you for realizing that and being able to, to go through that process. Yeah, I mean, I've almost quit this business, like, 17 times. So <laughs> it was yep. just one of those, one of those times. <laughs> That was a big one, though. I was like, I think I'm done. Um, Yeah. And I remember, like, telling my agents, and they were like, okay, but what about this audition? And I was like, no, I said I'm done. (laughs) Right. And then here I am. What was it like to be in Hamilton? Like, Hamilton is such, like, a revolutionary piece of art, and, like, it just did so much for, like, the theater just world really um and it has all this buzz and now you're on tour with it and you're playing eliza like you're just like killing it what was that like um it was really wild it Mm -hmm. i had never ever experienced anything like that before i you know up until that point in my career i had been going in for like big things for quite a while but the thing i would always get back is that like I was too green, I was too young, and that they couldn't, Mm -hmm. like, they didn't know if they could trust me with, like, a big responsibility. And I was always like, what? Like, I can do it, and blah, 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 blah. And then I got the big responsibility out of the blue. Like, I did not expect to book the show even a little bit. And 
I understood what they meant by that because the responsibility of leading a show and shouldering that much responsibility on being and being on stage that much up until that point, I had played roles that were on stage for 15 minutes, sang a really high song and like left. Um, and so this was like brand new territory for me, but it was exactly what I wanted because it was incredibly acting heavy, which is what I've been like, I've been trying to steer away from singing and more to acting for years just because uh, that's that's like where my true passion and like bedrock for my love of this art lies is in the acting. The singing for me has like a lost a lot of its joy just because it's the way scores are written nowadays is so unsustainable. I like I really just <laughs> the stress of it all is not worth it and it's not fun to me anymore. Um, yes. So <laughs> it was Hamilton was difficult because the singing responsibility was so much. And yeah. I got an injury like four or five months in. Um, no. Yeah. And it was really scary. I thought I was done. And then I learned that like, if you talk to anyone in this business, most people have had injuries and it's like, it's sustainable and it is like manageable. You just need to figure out how to work around it. And right. um Thankfully, my polyp was super, super, super small. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like no surgery was needed. It was just like maintenance. And wow. um, but it was really difficult and very like waking up every day and not knowing if I could sing the show was really hard. And like Eliza's um, I blame Pippa for this now that we're in the show together and we can yeah. talk about it. It's I blame her for how hard that role is to sing because Pippa's yeah. range is wild and crazy. Like, I don't understand her voice. Um, mm -hmm. and so the, the range of that role is so vast that like, if you don't have just one section of your voice, you can't do the show. And that is so frustrating right. to me. Um, cause you just want to tell the story, but you also have to sound pretty. And it's, <laughs> it just seems antithetical to, to, it's very frustrating. So I, that, that time in my life was incredibly stressful. Um, sure. and I also took on the show too much. I didn't like understand how to shut off the lines between me and Eliza were way too blurred and oh. it was like very difficult. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't like eating a lot. It was like, because wow. the trauma of the second act was like very much bleeding into my real life and uh, it was rough. So while it was one of the greatest experience of my life, still one of my favorite roles to date, I'm really mm. proud of what I did. Um, and I met, obviously, my best friends and my partner. And so I'm very grateful for it. But it was, like, definitely one of the hardest years of my entire life. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I'd ever go back to the show. Just But, like, I'm really glad that I did it. I'm really glad that I did it because I proved a lot to myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So when you say, like, injury is that like physical or is that vocal vocal so Vocally. i had a teeny little yeah. polyp i think it's probably still there um uh, on my right vocal fold um and it's just you know it's what comes from singing the same score eight times a week it's just like totally that's what happens and also there's that scream in act two with eliza yeah. and no matter how like you can want to do it healthily but if you're dropped into the show you can't always like prepare yourself 
to scream healthily. It's it's difficult. It's difficult to balance technique and being honest in the moment. That's something I totally still struggle with. Um, and I usually sacrifice technique for being for honesty. And it's uh, bitten me in the. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Me That's ass. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You can say it. We're all adults here. It's okay. Uh, we're doing great. Um, it, everyone listening has definitely heard it before. So, um, anyways. That's crazy. And that's crazy that you had to go through that. And like, I don't know. That's, I don't know. That's just a crazy, crazy thing. I don't know. Like, I know people who have like had to stop doing shows because of like they developed nodes or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'd never, it's, it's just a crazy, crazy time. I couldn't imagine experiencing that. But I mean, like, low key, I can because like, you know, as a teenage male, like in this industry, like now trying with, my voice just changing like it's only like tenors if you want to be yeah. a lead and you have to sing Jervin Hansen and it's like yeah what and so like I I totally understand what you're saying and just like the I the understand like demanding. it sounds great and it's really fun to listen to on a recording but it's not sure. what eight shows a week can be and like we Absolutely. just need to come to terms with that like maybe like some crazy people like Ben Platt can do that ish eight times a week <laughs> exactly but not everyone – it's just not it, – yeah, it's not the way. And, and and that can be a thing if there's also other things to balance it out. But that can't be the only thing we're producing. Right. And I think that that's totally something that needs to be worked on in the industry that people need to be okay with, like, lowering yeah. a score. Like, it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. No. Each individual is a different artist. Yes. They can tell the story in a different way. They can sing it in a different way. Like, exactly. if you want them to, t- if you enjoy the way that they're telling the story, then let them have that option. Yeah. And don't make it be, like, they can still sound perfect without killing themselves, yep. you know? Yep, exactly. Um, and I think that that's something that just should be normalized because it doesn't need to be that high. I agree. Um, anyways, uh, do you have, like, a favorite like everyone is obsessed with Hamilton and everyone has like their favorites and everyone's changes every week do you have like a favorite like character like that you would play other than Eliza or like a song like anything that you'd be willing to like share um I think I mean before I ever went in for Eliza the only song I knew from Hamilton was say no to this um no way yeah I love that song it's still my favorite I used to like when I first booked it, I would watch it and then I quickly was like, I can't watch this. It like messed up my <laughs> messed up my show. So I was like, I can't right. watch this number. But um I would love to just like play Mariah Reynolds for like a week. <laughs> yeah, and then be done. Yeah, and then be done. Because <laughs> one, I want to wear the red dress and like walk on the turntable because oh, that's so fun. And that song yeah. is just like it would just be fun. And come on. Yeah. So that would be Belt fun. your face off, walk off the stage. Those are the that was the track I was used to. It was that right. track? Yes. Yeah. Obsessed. That's hilarious. I'm. I would so. I would so be down to see that. I'm, I will. I will sign. I will sign the petition. Um. I want to ask you, as an actor, I find it fascinating that you you love um you know the acting side of it and the singing is I don't know it's like it's a lot and so the acting side like with a role like. Eliza in Hamilton in a role like Rusa in in Suffs, what is that whole preparation process like considering it's a real historical person, but you're still making it your own? Yeah. It Eliza and Ru, um, 
Eliza was interesting because I had other people's performance. I had seen other people's performances. Sure, I, sure. I have seen Eliza done before by multiple people. And so I can't help but have some mm. of that blend in, plus the soundtrack. Um, I read some historical fiction about her. I also read some some actual uh, historical fact about her. And like it all kind of amalgamated into a thing. And then... Uh, really it just became like i think everything i do thus far is is like an extension of myself i don't know if mm -hmm. i've played anyone so far who's been like not not a facet of me um so eliza was like a very like exposed nerve part of hannah and then uh i'm also thinking about i'm gonna bring Roger in but I'm also thinking about um before I did Suffs I did Inga at uh in Young Frank at the Algonquin Playhouse and that was like also a section of me I haven't explored in a really long time like just like I call it the little girl that's how I talk about it with my friends and um <laughs> they will know what I'm talking about and so that was that side of me and then Ruja is this like very she is like childhood hannah in like a lot of senses as oh my God. It, which is very interesting to me and a thing i haven't accessed in a really long time so it's been super fascinating to me so while i've read i've read jailed for freedom and i've read a bunch of stuff about ruja online and um lee silverman my director and i have like worked through a lot of things with her and like who she is because it was it's been really difficult for them to like figure out ruja and mm. so i was happy to come in and like be a part of that process. And um, like, I don't know if you noticed when you saw it, like Ruja has a handkerchief the whole show. Yeah. Um, and that was something Lee and I like, just something to like anchor her down. And the only time she doesn't have it is when she's in prison. And then the vaudeville man who opens act one and act two. Um, it's just. Uh, it's so silly. That's like, it, it, so discovering it is like a quarter historical research and then like the rest is is like a weird unearthed portion of myself mm. um that i like dig out of my psyche and then like explore and i, I can like kind i can feel when it starts to click and when it is like fully fleshed out and it's a really exciting thing Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't really like even understand my own process. I kind of just like trust <laughs> myself that I will get there and I haven't let myself down yet.
Um, no, but Rouge was really fun and, and continues to be really fun. Um, cause I, I feel like I find like teeny little things every night still. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because no one's ever done it before. So I like, this is like entirely, uh, me. There's nothing else bleeding into it. I think Vera Farmiga played her in the movie and that's like the only teeny little thing I have Ruja to, to pull off of. And I, and I, I think I maybe used a teeny tiny bit of that, but, but barely. Sure. Well, I mean, like I said, I I think everything that you just said translates to the stage because like you can totally watch the show and you can totally see like you're in a natural like habitat like in some way like it's it seems so natural to you and such a character that's so diverse and so unique and has like a whole other accent that you make so like natural (laughs) i was like what is happening like it literally like it totally it wasn't like okay this is someone playing a polish woman or something like that it was totally like no i'm 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 watching ruja or yeah so like it was like it was fascinating and I was like blown away by your performance. I want to ask you, cause I brought up the Polish accent. What in the world was that process? Like, is that something you knew how to do? Is it something you learned? Again, I don't, <laughs> I, in the, for the audition, I definitely like looked up like just like basic rules, like vowels and, and consonant sounds and um, listened to some Polish and okay. then, so I just kind of went off of a bedrock there. And then I was telling the girls this actually in the dressing room. For some <coughs> reason, I don't, I don't anymore pull from this, but for some reason, I was pulling from Patty Lupone in War Paint. Oh, <laughs> and I don't understand like where I got that from, <laughs> but because I think she was Hungarian in that, and. But the the vowel shape she made, I was like, I think that I need to like focus in on this. And it's the thing is like I don't listen to that soundtrack. I've never once listened to the War Paint soundtrack. I saw it once, but mm. I can still kind of hear her voice in my head. And so I kind of pulled from that. And then when we got into rehearsals, they got us a dialect coach, and um, she really helped. Dawn, and now I'm forgetting her last name, and I'm going to regret that. But she was um, Donnie Egan? Elin. Egan. Yes. Do you know know Dawn? I'm pretty sure she was our dialect coach for Finding Neverland. Wait, she probably was. She's incredible. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. She's. Oh, my God. She's amazing. hilarious. And we would, uh, like, they would pull me out of rehearsal, and I would sit in in an office in the public and FaceTime with her, and we would talk through some things. And she... You know, I felt bad because I feel like I didn't utilize her as much as I, I should have. And um, she was always there for me. And I really appreciated that. Um, and she was also like very affirming to me, like when I felt like I was crazy and I wasn't doing it because it is a weird accent. It's so bizarre. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's gotten to the point now, which is where I wanted it to be, where I kind of just slip into it and I don't think about it. Um, yeah. Like at all. Um, but. I sometimes I, I I doubt my own process because I feel like I don't do enough prep work, but sometimes things just like sit and and they're good, you know. Right. And so I felt like I got to a place where I was like, I know the sounds, 
the the thing to negotiate is the singing and when to lean back uh, on the accent for the sake of understanding what everyone's saying, especially in group stuff. I can't always be like heavy on the Polish accent. So it's about negotiating where to do it and when not to do it. So the audience still believes it, but also can understand you. Um, mm. My favorite word to say in the Polish accent is news. Yeah. (laughs) I have news. It's my favorite. Five vowel sounds in one word. News. She's saying news. News. Yeah. It's, I love saying that word. Um, So there's a, I I do have fun. Uh, But it's it's also about like the oral posture. Um, If if you know Don, then she talks about oral posture a lot and just about like Mm -hmm. the space in your mouth and where your tongue sits on certain. uh, It's it's very interesting. I if anything, I found it all super interesting. And now I want her to teach me every accent because somehow I think I had to do something for an audition the other day in a British accent. And I was like, I don't know how to do this anymore. I used to be able to like do a good British accent. But now I feel like I sound horrible. So like now I just want Don to help me all the time. Okay, but like knowing how to do like a Polish accent, do you feel like you could do any accent in the world? Like possibly. Yeah. Irish and Scottish really scare me. I don't know how people talk like that. Really? I don't get it. I don't get how people talk like that. Or okay. Australian even feels wild uh-huh. to me. I don't know how people just feel listen Australian. to like some Hugh Jackman, I guess. get some interviews on. <laughs> but it's so it's so I I don't think that people, especially like people that are like audience members like your average audience member of going to the theater and stuff like that it's just totally something that they don't take into consideration that like you know this is a whole like other thing to add on to a performer's plate you know it's just like the dialect and and trying to learn it all and kind of having that um expectation that it's just going to be amazing every night and it's you have to put so they they don't realize the work that is put into all of yeah It's crazy. Yeah. I have so much respect for people that do accents on stage. And part of the reason why I loved your performance <laughs> so much, um, literally. So I want to talk about COVID with this whole stuff thing, mm-hmm. because um, you guys were supposed to open last week. Last I Wednesday. Yeah. Week from, yes. week from yesterday. Week before. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That got halted yeah. due to COVID. What is that whole kind of thing? just ordeal been like and just dealing with covid even when you're at the theater and like with all of the guidelines and you know masks and all of that it's you know i won't lie it can be like super frustrating i think we're all like really sick of all of this covid stuff and yeah. um i but we have a great covid safety team like truly wonderful and we test like right now we're testing every day they provide us mm-hmm. with all the things that we need we have like I've never seen people with more masks in the public theater. They have them everywhere and they are nice masks. They have nice masks for everyone all the time. And they learn, they're like, take a mask every day. It's amazing. Um, Wow. So I've always felt like very, very safe. I had COVID right before we started, which Mm. um, I'm actually kind of grateful that I got it out of the way. Um, Totally. And I, yeah, it was a, it was a huge bummer. Um, Yeah. I remember, Tuesday was when we because we, we canceled all of last last week and Tuesday I was already having like I was really tired vocally doing the eight show week thing again it's just rough especially five show weekends and um, just getting back into the swing of that stamina wise is difficult so I was worried about the upcoming week and I got to the theater and like right when I got there they canceled and um, wow it was 
a huge bummer because I had people there and but the girls bought some mochi ice cream and we just sat in the dressing room and ate some mochi ice cream and talked about it and then um <laughs> which was nice because I love mochi and yes. um and then yeah my Edred my boyfriend he flew out for opening um oh, and no. kind of all day we like went to the gym we were like I was like I don't know we like had a day but and I was like prepping for my day as if we were going to do the show and then they canceled yeah. Um, which was a huge bummer. He had already seen, he's already seen the show twice. So it, I wasn't mm-hmm. worried about that, but like, you know, we had our opening night outfits and all that stuff. Right. There's just so much anticipation yes. over it And all. also like yeah. the hard work. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's minimal. I've only been doing this, this last incarnation, but there's so many people who have been doing the show for like six years. Um, yeah. And so just the build up to, to the disappointment is really difficult, but um, I, Last night felt really weird because last night was like our first night back and like we are technically open, but it didn't feel like an opening, but like we still had like sure. opening presents and all that stuff. So it, it was just like very, it felt like kind of like a letdown. Um, so, and we're still like not all fully back. Our understudies and swings are killing it right now. It's yeah. very exciting to see people step up to the plate and like just soar. It's really amazing to see. Um, cause I really, I truly don't understand how understudies and swings do it. I could never do it. I, nope. <laughs> my brain does not work that way. And I, I just admire it so much. Um, so, so much. So it's just like, it's been a weird feeling. It feels like, like we're kind of half cocked. I don't, I, but I was really grateful to be back at work yesterday. I'm really excited to go back to work tonight. Um, and like continue this week because, the way this like cast rallies and gets shit done is really cool. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's also cool to see the show and it's like such a testament to the show itself and how good the show is. Like, yes, Shayna's not in it right now because um, she's still recovering. She'll be back in this weekend. Um, but the show still stands. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's not like, Oh, well, Shane's not in it. Like, what's the point? The show still, like, completely stands. Holly is incredible, her standby. Um, yeah. So it's cool to see the show like that because that's a really important part of it, to that the show actually holds its own. Um, totally. So I think, if anything, this has proven that point. And, um, and I think that's, that's kind of an essential point to prove for yeah, the longevity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well... Hopefully, you'll have a real opening night on Broadway very soon. I see it in the near future for sure. For those listening, talk to, like, in your own words, what is Suffs? Like, how would you describe it hmm. to get, like, audiences to come check you guys out at the public? Um, Suffs is a really <laughs> eye-opening, <laughs> educational, but with a ton of bops. The music is incredible. Musical yes. about, from... Alice Paul's perspective for the most part about the fight for women's right to vote. And it spans almost half a century, I believe. Um, and uses like different musical genres that I can't even quite pin down to tell this story in like a recitative, really amazing. Also now I'm on a tangent, but a score <laughs> a score written by a woman for women to sing so you hear yes. women singing in this healthy, wonderful, lush way that like you don't get to hear all the time. Um, totally. And it's with a cast of like truly impeccable, incredible, like 
the fact that I am on stage with Jen Kalila and (laughs) and Pippa is just like, and Grace McLean. I like pinch myself every single day. It's, it's a, it's a group of actors. Yeah. Telling a story directed by Lee Silverman. So it's like directed like a play. It's, it's just like, you are going to learn so much. You are going to be so moved. It's also a musical that is going to make you want to go out and do something about the things in our world and the problems in our world. It's not, it's going to entertain you, but it's also going to incite you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan, huge fan of the show. I love that it's led by women and it's an all-female cast. <laughs> like, it's just, it's iconic. So I'm very excited. I'm sure it has a, an incredible future. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. I must say, I'm obsessed with your pink teddy bear that you have, <laughs> that you're sitting on. I, I've just been so funny. Every time you're talking, I just like randomly look to the side and I'm like, oh, a giant teddy bear. My boyfriend got this for me. <laughs> yes. It is seven feet tall. It's so heavy. I can't move it. Um, yeah. So I... This is a shout out to Edred. I literally told him I wanted a giant teddy bear once, like in passing, one time. And then for Valentine's Day, he really went all out. So stop, that's so cute. It's just a body pillow at this point. Um, Yes. But yeah. Does it say happy Valentine's Day? It does say happy Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. So good. It's It's so good. It's so funny. I just keep like laughing while you're talking and I just feel so bad. I'm like, I swear I'm not laughing at you. It's just, there's a giant pink teddy bear. Obsessed. Well, Hannah, I can't thank you enough. This has been a blast. And everyone, go check out Suffs at the Public Theater. You truly will not regret it. So thanks so much again for doing this. It was great to meet you. Yeah, you too, darling. (laughs) Thank you. Take a bow, Hannah Cruz. She is literally like a sweetheart. It was so good to talk to her. She kept it so real with me, which I really appreciated. She was able to get in depth with some industry uh, and thoughts about the industry. She was able to talk about some injuries that she's had in what shows. Um, you know, some people are often like a little shy to to share all of that, but she kept it so real and she kept so many personal experiences. She brought it all uh, onto the podcast and I really appreciate it. And I thought it was a lovely chat. Um, I really learned a lot from it and just... Um, kind of seeing her point of view of her character preparation um, because a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, obviously everyone is different. Everyone's a different artist, like we mentioned in the podcast. Um, However, uh, there's a lot of people that like focus their character preparation so much on being true to the character. And she was like, oh, that's about 20% me, the uh, how I approach it. And then like the other 80 or 70% is me. And I loved that because, you know, oftentimes in like, I guess you're like traditionally taught to do the work uh, before going on the stage and then on stage finding things that really relate to yourself. I mean, obviously, you don't want to do it when it like three weeks in, you're finding things that relate to you. Like you obviously want to have some sort of idea, but the more and more you do it, um, in performances and the way that you're able to, to get people in front of you seeing your performance, uh, is really when you're allowed to start playing with it to see what works and what doesn't. And, uh, to hear that she's kind of been doing that from the get go as a, as a way to prepare for, for her character was really, really cool to, to, to hear and, uh, see that point of view. 
I, I thought it was just a great chat uh, talking about the industry and talking about Hamilton and, and, and the notes and everything like that. But yeah, so I just really enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you all did too. A huge fan of Hannah, uh, especially after talking to her. If you haven't seen Suffs at the Public Theater, it's now uh, open again. Go check it out. Highly recommend all female cast: Jen Colella, Nikki and James, uh, Pippa Sue, Hannah Cruz. Um, great, literally great, great, great work on the stage every night. Hannah's amazing. You're gonna see it when you go see Suffs. You're gonna be like, oh, that's that's what drew Eli to to Hannah. That makes sense. Okay, she's amazing. Great, got it. Copy. Um, because honestly, God, it was. She gives a, a wonderful performance, and uh, your eyes literally gravitate towards her. Uh, so everyone, highly recommend self. Go check it out. Thanks again, Hannah, for coming on and sharing all your wonderful stories and talking about self with me. That's all I have for this week's episode. Come check us out at the Green Room 42 on Monday, April 18th at 9.30 p.m. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go get them. If you can't come to the performance, that's totally okay. We have a live streaming option. So if you live in a different state, if you live in New York and you honestly just want to chill in your PJs on a Monday night, do it. Watch it from your computer. Um, if you're out of town, if you're doing something, uh, if you want to like do your chores and like have something to listen to in the background, do it. Get a live streaming ticket at the Green Room website. All the links are in my bios. Uh, you can also go to Green Room website. There's a live streaming link if you can't make it to the venue. Highly recommend making it to the venue so that you can meet all of us and we can see all of your beautiful faces and have a wonderful audience to perform uh, in front of. All of that being said, I really hope to see you there. Can't wait for the 100th episode of Take a Bow. It's here, guys. It's freaking here. Crazy to think about. It seems like so far away. Um, like literally last week felt far away. Um, anyways, we're here, we're coming. Start the countdown. Come check us out, and we hope to see you there. So, literally, when I say this, I hope to see you next week. I physically hope to see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com tab. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.